I've been having some weird sleep cycle discrepancies. I've been awake really early since the last three or four weeks. So I go to bed around two, three, four, five, and then I'm sleeping again during the day. So today it happened like that. I was logged on to work. And then around 4.30, I started getting really sleepy. And then at 5 something p.m., I fell asleep. I could not keep my eyes open. Then my consciousness clicked on and it was like, you're still working. So I woke up. It was 7. I logged off of work, fell back to sleep, and then woke up again at 10 p.m. And at first, I was just so frustrated. I was like, oh, well, the day's over. Just go back to sleep and wake up at some time in the morning. In the morning. But then all of a sudden, I was awake. My brain was alert. And I was like, shit. <laughs> now I need to get out of the bed. And what am I going to do for the rest of the night? I'm going to be so alert, so awake. And there's going to be nothing to do. So I'm doing this podcast as a way to pass the time. I'm still in the bed. The lights are out. I can see that it's still overcast outside through the skylights. And there's nothing to do. There's nothing to watch. I've already watched all the things I want to watch. I mean, I could log on to Masterclass and take some of their courses or read a book or right but I'm still a little bit groggy I'm still a little bit tired so I don't want to do anything but lounge so because of this weird sleep cycle I've been remembering my dreams in more detail I'm lucid dreaming so I thought I'd talk about what it's like dreaming on the world you've created within your writing. So I've mentioned in previous episodes that I normally dream my stories and then I write them out. Karmic bait was a dream and I woke up and I wrote it out. Conviviality was not a dream. I was awake and all of a sudden I started getting flashes and having a bit of like a daydream and I wrote it out. Other times I'll just have a thought, a concept will come to me or I'll watch a TV show or movie and simultaneously another story within a story that I'm watching will play out. I know that sounds weird to hear. It's really tricky to explain it, but essentially I'll be watching a movie and then my inner eye will start playing out a different story that's inspired by whatever I'm watching. And then I'll just write out those stories. So because of this, because I know I normally dream a lot of my stories, I was kind of scared to open myself up to my creativity and start writing because then I just knew I'd open the floodgates. I'd get more and more and more creative content. And I wouldn't have enough time, not enough hours in the day to write it all out. 
and that's happening, but I'm just relaxing. I'm like, I have plenty of time. I'm going to make it to my 90s, maybe even get into hundreds. I can write out all of these stories. So because my sleep cycle has been disrupted for the last couple of weeks and I've been lucid dreaming, I have been dreaming new stories. So there's a story about a water nymph and an au pair, and it's a lesbian story. There's another dream called Pocketwise that's about Issa Rae in an alternate reality where she's hired a psychic for her management company and she's hiring or she's signing uh, boxers and then the psychic is giving them detailed instructions on how to win the fight but then it the dream went into some weird <laughs> folklore and it's a very interesting story I'm gonna ev eventually write it out but Whenever I have these dreams, I feel alive in the dreams and it lingers. Like I feel more like myself once I awake, which will sound weird to people who don't dream like I dream. I've always dreamed this way. I've always literally felt like my dreams were another reality because they're so different to who I am. It's like peering into other people's lives, other people's realities, but I'm living as them. I can feel it. I can smell it. I can taste it. I can experience my senses. And, you know, in a lot of cartoons, they say pinch yourself and movies too. And that's how you know if you're awake or asleep. But I can pinch myself and feel it in the dream world. So that's not a really good way for me to tell if I'm dreaming or not. But I always know. Essentially, when I become aware that I'm lucid dreaming, I know I'm dreaming. I know it's not my actual reality. And I'll just enjoy it or I'll explore it or um, I'll intend to do things that I can't do in my regular world. And that's always fun. So the dream that happened today was the opposite of how I normally dream. Like I said, I normally dream a world and then I wake up and I write it out. But it was the opposite. It was reversed because I was dreaming a world I had already wrote. So BTW, I'm an alien. I thought of... In October of 2019, one of my characters, well, two of my characters in one of my other stories, Gigi Family, was being interviewed by Trevor Noah. And I just thought, oh, that's an interesting scene. I'll write it out. And then when I was going to sleep, all of a sudden the thought of what would Trevor Noah's life be like if he was married to an alien in, an, in a parallel life? What would his life be like if he was? And then I got some flashes and then I just fell asleep. And then the next morning I was like, I should write out the story. But I didn't dream it in the way I normally dream it. So today I was actually dreaming as if I was in that reality, but it was still part of 
my regular reality. So it wasn't exactly that world. That world, it essentially was marrying this world to that world. And I've never had that experience before. I've never written a story and then dreamed that I was in that story in a lucid way. And so in this story, or in this dream rather, the first moment I became lucid that I remember, I was riding a bike down my old neighborhood, but that neighborhood was also part Vancouver, BC. So it was my old neighborhood and then my childhood neighborhood and I had age regressed. I was 16 maybe and I was just riding this bike and I can see this black guy in the distance and I had this weird telepathic and verbal conversation with him. So it was like at first we were aware of one another. And I sped up my bike, so I was right next to him. And there is this knowing that we knew each other. But it was this weird, awkward thing because I didn't want him to know me. (laughs) And I remember thinking, are you taking care of him? And there was this inner awareness that I was asking about my son. I don't have a son. I've never been pregnant. And even in BTW, I'm an alien. There was no son at the start of the story. But there's this awareness of him being like, yeah, I'm taking care of our son. And then I just speed away on my bike, trying to like get to my childhood home fast so he doesn't know where I live. And I do, but I remember as I'm riding this bike, the night is beautiful. It's peaceful. The whole gliding on this bike is almost like I'm flying. It feels amazing. Like my heart feels like it's opening up my chest feels like it's opening up to experience more peace I felt fully myself and I've only had not a few I've actually had a lot of these dreams but lately I've only had a few dreams where I literally feel like I'm my whole self again the ego has that identity of Jay But in this dream, and in other dreams I've had, I don't feel like I'm not limited to Jay. I'm fully me, and I know that's weird to hear. It probably sounds really trippy, but that's how I felt. Anyway, I get to my childhood home. He doesn't see me. I go into the basement. I'm avoiding everybody in the house which I think was just my subconscious processing COVID and being away from people. But then I remember seeing, it was weird, like in the dream I was hallucinating. I was just seeing apparitions of people 
but then they were fully there. And there were these weird blood-stained towels. And I couldn't figure out who, whose blood it was. And then I misplaced them. And then this was the weird part where I noticed it was transforming into BTW. My real parents became my fictional parents in that story. So Lot Lore and Lenuve Nue are my parents, or Amara's parents in BTW. But they were my parents in this dream. And they're around, but I'm not seeing them. I'm hearing their voices, but I'm not talking to them. But then Lenuve Ue wants to take a bath. And I have this awareness that I've misplaced the bloodstained towels and they're in the bathroom. And so Lotlor plays a trick on her. He's like, oh, you need to come out. The Do you see on the floor the towels that have blood on them? And she's like, yeah, I can see them. He's like, there are snakes underneath them. And she's like afraid of snakes. So she comes out of the bathroom and I get... The towels, but she doesn't actually know that they're bloodstained, if I'm remembering correctly now. He just asked her if she sees the uh, towels, and he says, don't touch it, because there are snakes underneath them, poisonous snakes. And then she comes out of the bathroom, and she's annoyed, because then she realizes it was a trick, and she was, like, really enjoying herself. But I go in, I get the towels, and I, like, bury them. I don't know why. I never figured out whose blood it was. Anyway... There starts to be other people around at this moment. People I know and people I don't know. And they're all like chatting. And then there's this weird moment where all of a sudden none of them are there. And it's just a couple that are interviewing Trevor Noah. And I'm not in the room, but my consciousness is in the room. I can hear their conversation, but I'm in the basement. I'm getting... I'm getting things. I'm preparing to leave. But even before they're interviewing Trevor Noah, he is this weird apparition that keeps happening in the dream. Like there's this entity, there's this being that keeps showing up and then disappearing. And then all of a sudden my brain connects the dots and it's like, oh, it's Trevor Noah. Um, and they're asking him about his comedy tour. And I'm listening to the conversation in his head and hearing their voices through his ears, but then I'm in the basement still. But then he's in the basement, his conscience. It was weird. <laughs> it was a very weird experience. But then I'm like, all right, I need to leave. I need to go. I don't remember where I'm trying to go, but I get two bikes, one's tires busted, so I have to go outside and get another one. And then again, when I'm outside, I'm breathing in this crisp, fresh night air. It felt so good being outside. And again, I felt more aware. I felt more alive in that, that moment. So I start riding the bike. And there's this annoying woman who keeps saying, no, don't do that. It's too late at night. Go inside. Do what your mom says. And I was like, excuse me? 
Because everybody else in the dream knows that I'm like a grown-ass woman, but in a 16-year-old's body. But she's treating me like I'm 16. And she doesn't stop. She doesn't let up. And so everyone's like filing out of the house. They're getting in their cars. And there's a bunch of cars lining the street of my childhood home. And this woman has a husband. He's like, come on, let's go. And she's like still asking me all these private questions and trying to get me to be a child. And I'm like, which car is yours? And she knows I'm about to do something to the car. Like I'm asking because I'm going to do something to her car. But she still presses on the keychain, the button, and it goes bloop, bloop. And it's this white car. I go up to it and I pick up my bike and I slam it into the car and I'm not a violent person at all I would never do this in regular life but I'm feeling so good as I'm like keying her car but not keying it I'm actually using my bicycle pedals to carve scratches into it and then I smash open the passenger window so she can't get in the car and drive away and she's like oh she starts to feel sad and for some reason that's pleasing to me this weird police officer shows up, and I know he's an alien. He then transforms into one, and he looks like some, whoops, he looks like some, sorry for the background noise. He looks like a weird frog person, and he's making or trying to make these really scary faces, but it's not scaring me. Like, his eyes are hollow, he definitely looks weird. It would be scary like in a horror movie, but I'm not scared. I'm expecting it. And he's like trying to make a deal with us. He's like referencing some old law book between aliens and humans pretending to be aliens. Which is trippy. But Lotlore, my dad in the dream, takes out this book. And the police officer says, according to section 344, blah, 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 blah of the law, I can choose a human and have force coitus with them. We can be forced to cop copulate. And I'm like, what? How could you believe that we would be that archaic to reenact that old law? I remember just being so irate and mad at him. And... He's like, no, no, this is an agreement. I'm like, no. So I start making this weird sound like, yeah. <laughs> it didn't sound exactly like that in the dream. Um, it sounded more. It sounded louder. So I'm making that sound and it makes the woman transform into what looks like paper. You know how when you fold up paper and you cut it with scissors and then you open it and it's all these patterns? That's what it looked like. And I said, just let it happen. Just let it happen to her. And all of a sudden I, I noticed that there are other entities around. And I say, there are energies that will, will help you. They won't let you fall. And I see this energy come off the roof of my childhood house. But I don't see it. It's weird. Like, it's it's invisible. But I can see it, but I can't see it. You know how in movies where there's an invisible character and they give the outline 
of them so we can see them. I didn't see an outline. But there was this knowing that they were there and I could I could tell, I could predetermine where their energy was going. It was weird, but I could not see them. But I kept telling this woman to relax, that they were going to take care of her. I remember saying, the energies you can't see are going to help you. They're there, even though you can't see them. And then these beautiful, large entities that look like a cross between lily pads and maybe stingrays and jellyfish fly in the air and they escort her and they're beautiful they're like orange and red and they're so big and they like escort that little paper thing of her off into the sky and there's this knowing that they're going to take her to reality where she learns who I actually am who we all actually are what's going on and then it's going to bring her they're going to bring her back with that new awareness and so she goes off with them and I just remember watching these entities and being like they're so familiar they're so beautiful and like there was these interesting rivets and veins in them like I could see underneath them And they were just like so intricate. I just remember being in awe of what they look like. So the frog police officer leaves. Um, the other people leave as well. Lotlore goes inside. And I don't remember what happens. <laughs> All of a sudden it skips and I'm in front, like I've gone somewhere. But I'm back home and I'm in front of the front door and there's this avatar and I have this understanding that I have to relinquish my alien form in order to enter the house. Now, I have not looked like an alien before in the dream. All of a sudden I look like an alien. Actually, when I started making that weird yay, 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 sound um, and that frog police officer came. I believe I transformed my my skin became bluey green so anyway I'm in front of the door and there's this avatar of my alien self and I have this awareness that I have to touch it and if I like if I touch my hand to its hand it'll transform I don't know how to explain it <laughs> it's really hard essentially any alien part on me when I touch this avatar it'll exchange the alien part it'll look it'll take on the embodiment of an alien alien and then the part on me will transform into a human and I have this awareness that I was an alien in this reality but I had transported my consciousness into the human so you know avatar the movie where there's a human that transports his consciousness into the avatar. In this dream, it was the opposite. I was an alien on an alien ship, but I had transported my consciousness into this human being. And then in order to adapt back into this earthly life, I had to relinquish 
the alien form again. So I remember touching this avatar. And as I did, it took on that bluish green color and then my skin became brown again. And then I just have this awareness of that guy again that I saw and I'm thinking about my son and I'm getting flashes of him being like 18 months. And I think I remember having the conscious thought he'll be too soon. I need to talk to him about being an alien so he can handle it. And then this weird male energy comes out of the home. <laughs> I'm just thinking back to it. Like I know there's a different consciousness underneath it, but this weird male energy comes out and I look to the side and I think I heard a sound. And then he's like a soldier and he goes to check on it for me. And he comes back and he's like, there's no one there. And then it melts away, that alien form, and I see a human. And it's actually the, the actress from Motherland, Fort um, Salem, the ball-headed one. And I'm like, huh. And then I'm realizing, oh yeah, Motherland must have trinkled, trickled rather, <laughs> into this dream because that whole weird sound I was making, the yeah, 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 it's from the witches of that TV show. So when I woke up from this dream, I felt refreshed. I felt amazing. I still felt that lingering energy of tranquility, of peace, of feeling like my full self. I don't even have the right word. Translucent transcendence. <laughs> That's the word that came to me to kind of explain what it felt like. And I just, I, whenever I have dreams like this, I then, it echoes back to all the other dreams that felt like this, where I felt like my soul. I felt fully myself. I, oh, and I still feel it right now. It's lingering. And I love that. I honestly feel like Perhaps I have an overabundance of DMT in my body when I sleep because I essentially feel high. At least that's what I think it feels like. I've never been high, but I've heard people talk about being high and I think that's as close as I'm getting to it. So I feel amazing right now. And actually right when I woke up from the dream, I wanted to re-enter the dream. And I do this all the time. I've done it for years. So I close my eyes. And I'm like, I want to know what it felt like for that woman, the paper mache woman, <laughs> that was transported by these telepods. I don't know what the right word is for them. I wanted to know what her experience was when she was transported to the other world. So then I go back to that moment. I am her floating with them and the sky is beautiful you know right when right before the sun is rising where it's that beautiful blue glow but it hasn't yet become that orangey yellow light of the sun that's what the sky looked like I see the black and gray and white clouds 
this fast. It went on forever. And I remember tearing up because it was so beautiful. And I'm tearing up right now remembering it. It was just one of the most beautiful I don't even know the right word. It felt like heaven. And then there was this moment of thinking, I'm about to die. This is what it feels like to die. <clears throat> it's not scary. It's supposed to be blissful like this. And then all of a sudden, I felt this vacuum type of feeling. I was being sucked into the sky, being becoming one with the all. And there was this weird moment where I could feel myself splitting from myself. And then I woke up. I love dreaming. <laughs> I might not be conveying it as well as I feel like I am, but I know that I'm a storyteller because I dream like this. And I hope to continue to have dreams like this and, and write them out so that other people can feel what I'm feeling. Life's not going to get any easier. We need creativity to transport us to other realities, to other facets of our being in order to be able to get through life. So I feel re-inspired. I feel rejuvenated to get through the rest of this life. And now we're at 30 minutes. <laughs> I definitely was able to pass the time by doing this recording. Who knows what I'm going to dream tonight. I might dream on it again or dream something new, but I just wanted to share that new experience. Nothing like it. That's it for now. I'll talk to you again very soon.